what's up? It's me and Embria. And <laughs> that was Ollie. Yeah, it was, oh yeah, I'm Ali. I'm Alejandra, and we're Hussies bitches. Yeah, I don't know why we're like why we make that so hard. Like we make it. It could be so easy, but like we're looking at each other and we just still don't do it. The problem with this week was like. I saw you open your mouth, but, like, I couldn't hear words come out. So, like, like I can hear you fine, oh. <laughs> but, like, I couldn't tell when you, like, started your words, so I was like... Yeah, I'm just making my mouth in the shape of an H and holding it for, like, five seconds. Yeah! Like... <laughs> that is that is what I do. You're right, you're right. Can you tell them... Yes. ...actually, like, the, the section that we read? Because, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, like... Yes. Specifically, the, se- the we read, section. We read Act 4 of Homestuck for today. Um, if you are literally jumping in from right here, we're reading Homestuck about like 600 or so pages at a time. Why the fuck would you jump into episode 3? <laughs> like, I don't know. Bitch, if you need to. Okay, if, you're, if you are a person like that who is listening right now, you need to reevaluate a lot of things. <laughs> Because it's like this is the third episode. You have two hours like worth of content to catch up on. You can you can do it. You can do like why the f- I don't understand. That's a whole other thing. I just don't understand people who jump around like chronologically and things. Okay, I but, get it because there are some podcasts where I've started on like episode two hundred and like thirty something. And that's I'm, true. Like, I guess fine. I guess some are like not necessarily chronological. Maybe yeah. they didn't know that this one was inherently chronological until they jumped in and found out we were in Act Fucking Four. Yeah, and then now we're fucking roasting them for it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Whoopsie whoopsie. You fucking dumbass, how dare you? How dare you try and figure things out on your own? <laughs> God. Anyways. So, um, okay, that's the section we read, and I've got yes. a long ass uh, summary because. Yeah, I. Do not envy Ale for for having to take on summarizing this act, because boy, is it filled with lore. It has all of the, literally the all of the mythos of fucking like four separate things is all being introduced, and while it's all being introduced, it's all being intertwined, and I'm like, Andrew, what are you doing to us? It's painful. And the fucking time travel is actually plot relevant now. Ugh. Pain. Keeping track of that shit, I'm like, bruh. I'm so okay. Anyways, um, this is this is my summary. Um, I'm going to try and speed run it. I was going to like time myself reading it before so I could know how long it was gonna take, but I that was a bit of scrolling. I, I'll I time you fine. now. Okay, we'll see. Do you, how long so uh, you don't want me to interrupt you at all? Um, you can jump. I, I don't think there will there's anything like really important that I missed, but if <gasps> you can you can jump in if there's like something that. Okay. You, you know what? I'll let you. I'll let you take it all away. I'll, I'm gonna start the timer when you start speaking. Okay, I'm starting now. So the first, the opening of Act Four is actually one of the flash walkarounds, like one of the games. Uh, both me, me and Bria spent a long time. I accidentally exited it before I finished it because the game wasn't letting me say, no, I don't want to exit. Nana Sprite was like, you want to exit? You want to leave? You want to leave? And I was like, no. And she was like, you want to leave? And I was like, yes. And then I had to play it again, but not fully again. <laughs> Anyways, through this game, you get to um, get introduced to like the mythos of the land that John is um, in called the land of oh my god where did i write it down the land of wind and shade there's a lot of like little glubby salamander boys um, oh, I love who, them. 
They are like the little citizens of the land who help you out and introduce you to what's happening. They tell you that there's like a, a sleeping dickhead called a denizen. He's like this big sleeping denizen. He's an asshole who like trapped all of the fireflies in the sky and clogged all of their precious pipes with oil. And these precious pipes carry things like mail with the, the breeze to where it needs to go magically. And they tell John that the slumbering denizen needs to be awoken and defeated to, like, free the fireflies and get rid of the oil and return to the land to its original glory. And it needs to be, um, the coming of the air is what triggered this, and there's John. But also the air is, like, the one that needs to, like, save them. So, you know, crazy things. Um, you see, like, their cherished idols are frogs. Nana Sprite is like, frogs are super important, John. And John's like, okay. You use a telescope and you see that where you are in the land of wind and shade is actually like way below where john's house was and john's house is on this big ass column of rock and it's wild and john is just like what the fuck is going on and nana sprite is like hoo hoo hee hee and it's a fun time <laughs> then after that jade gets the sperb copies from like the time capsule we learn it's a time capsule and connects to dave i say the three desert future bitches become friends uh, which does happen because because the um, the one who has the gun AR whatever his name is he sees Beck on the pumpkin that falls onto the mayor's head and he's really scared of Beck for reasons that you will find out later and so oh, oh just wanted to uh, if you're last week we called him the justice he's also a cop the justice so we've got the yeah. justice the mayor and the male lady and then we'll have someone else we're introduced later yeah okay so, the justice. That's a good, because I just, in my notes, absolutely yeah. did not know what to call that motherfucker. Then, Carcat and John have a conversation about, I said, IDK troll stuff. So, uh, whatever that is. Then, Rose enters her medium, like, her, not medium, her land, which is the land of light and rain. Then, um, you discover that John's exploration that you, like, were playing in the game, um, was actually in being influenced by the male lady. She was, like, talking to him through the monitors that they had and, like, those big capsule things. And she is also in this actual time at the land of Wind and Shade trying to deliver the green package uh, to John. Weird time shenanigans because the male lady is existing in the future, but also here it's wild. Then um, there's also someone talking to Rose in her head, and she learns that she's a seer, and she has a conversation with a troll who's, I don't, I know the troll's name. I think me and Brianna know the name of, we know the name of all the trolls, but I don't remember yeah. her. She's the blind one. What's her, what's her? Oh, Terezi. Are we saying that? Yeah, I might as well say the names, I guess. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, there are too many, too many characters in their Pester Chum names. Yeah, I the can't Pester Chum is like the messaging app that they use yes I, just it's fine Call it's fine to say their names okay so she has a conversation with terezi lots of hijinks car cat delivers jade an important message about the future being like when your dream bot blows up contact us and jade's like oh, fucking all right i guess the male lady follows the agent who we find who we see as the justice later um into enemy territory into durst to get the green package and we see the black queen then the fourth exile appears who's the windswept questant and then jack noir this is going back to um the male lady jack noir asked the male lady to assassinate the, the white and king and queen in order to get the green package because jack noir's an asshole then jade uses her pictionary modus when she tries out to like trick out dave's alchemeter and she's also like this won't be useful like at all but it will be later when she's tricking out the alchemeter 
Then Dave and Kanaya have a conversation about Rose, because Kanaya's like, how do I become friends with Rose? And Rose and Tavros have a conversation about Dave, and da- <laughs> they're like, how, uh, how do I become friends with Dave? Then Rose and Kanaya talk, like, very weird about the temporality of their conversations. Pretty much, like, is trying to trap Rose into this friendship loop so that Rose always feels like she needs to, like, have the upper hand on Kanaya, and this leads them into a friendship. It's very interesting. Kanaya, in this conversation, reveals that Dave is the knight of time. Terezi is then helping John with shortcuts, or, like, the guise of helping, and is trying to lead him straight to the seventh gate to kill the slumbering denizen in his land. She's like, yo, you can just kill him while he's asleep instead of being awake, and you don't need to go through all the trouble of going through gates uh, two through six. Then we go back to the male lady. The white queen helps the male lady in her quest. So she, like, takes off her crown and she gives her ring to the male lady and then goes to exile herself. Um, the queen and the male lady are reunited as exiles later. Wait, I don't think she exiles herself to, like, after later. like, yeah, gets fucked. I think she was just, like, give, give him the crown, he'll think I'm oh. assassinated. Okay, 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 okay. Well... You run that later. Okay, so. <laughs> and then, uh, the sleeping denizen in Rose's land, apparently you find out that, that it, uh, ate all the creatures in the ocean or, like, killed them all or whatever. There's nothing in the ocean. Everything is dead. Then, Jay- the Jasper Sprite tells Rose that she's the seer, the seer of light. Jade and Rose have a conversation about their dream selves because Jade is like, yo, you have a dream self. Ha- there you go. <laughs> and Rose is like, oh, cool. And then Dave is busy trying to retrieve the alchemeter egg from his the nest that the unfinished kernel sprite made. The kernel sprite was made with the crow that he threw a sword through. <sighs> Wild time. <laughs> and Terezi has the hacker troll, who we don't know who it is, help to make the functional jetpack for John, because earlier we had that jetpack that had, like, a cement block of violin and something else in it. And John mm. was like, I can't fucking use this. And Terezi was like, yes, you can. And she was like, use this uh, to go to the seventh gate. Then we find out that Dave enters his uh, land of heat and clockwork. He prototypes his kernel sprite with Lil Cal. Which we find out is a mistake because we do some more time shenanigans <laughs> and enter this alternate timeline that you don't, re- like, so Dave and Rose are having this conversation and w- what happens apparently in this timeline is John goes through the seventh gate with a jetpack like Terezi told him to and then dies, obviously, because he's so fucking weak, he's not strong enough to kill the slumbering denizen. <laughs> So John is dead in this timeline, and also Jade and the rest of the trolls are presumably dead because neither of them have been in contact with Rose and Dave. So they do this thing where Dave, because he's the Knight of Time, he like goes back in time and is like, yo, John, do not fucking do that. Don't listen to Terezi. But Rose is like, what if what if my dream self doesn't exist anymore? And Dave's like, ah, you just can't overthink it. We're gonna do it, and then maybe your dream self will still exist. It'll be fine. Um, and then they do that thing. Whatever. Future Dave goes back and keeps John from going. <laughs> and also <laughs> future dave gives present dave like a bunch of like you know jacked up equipment and shit that he had and then proceeds to prototype himself with the sprite so no you don't have cal sprite anymore now you have dave sprite which is so chaotic in all of the best ways but then you cut to John, and John is flying on the jetpack anyways, and you're like, what the fuck, John? But then he he has a flashback to when he got the oil bunny from da- uh, the Dave. Oil bunny. The oil bunny, yes, from Dave. The bunny from Con Air, bunny John's from- favorite movie. Oh my god, the amount of Con Air references in this act, 
kind of ridiculous. <laughs> it's so good. But he recalls the note, and of course, in all day fashion, it's very sarcastic and like, you know, he's roasting the fuck out of him. But then he's like, John, you're my best pal, and I know your goofy shenanigans are gonna get you into trouble one day, but I'll be there to save you. And then John remembers that and is like, oh shit. And then he stops. He's just, he, he doesn't go to the seventh gate. He just flies around. Then future dream rose from the timeline where John and Jade are dead ceases to exist. But you find out that later that some of her memories still exist in the present timeline dream rose. Then Dave and Terezi have a conversation about time shenanigans and they seem like great friends and I love it. Dave and Terezi's conversation are so good. Carcat, <laughs> they're so good. Then Carcat and John have a conversation about um, the whole game. He finds out that the trolls are in this area called the Vale, which is a band of meteors that surround Skya. And when the the whole like war between like light and darkness happens, when the Black King and Queen from Durst defeat the White King and Queen and like get their ring and scepter and stuff. That begins the reckoning, and during the reckoning, this band of meteors begins to like close in and destroy Skya. But then... I'm hopping in with like a couple more like definitions. Yes. Oh, you do that, please, <laughs> please. So Durs is like the dark planet, and Prospit is like the light planet. Mm -hmm. It's like Prospit's like sun and like good people, I guess. Like I guess the, so. the good guys, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and Durst is, like, the bad people, and then they do their war on Skya, which is, like, a little chessboard at first, and then it becomes, like, a big, big chessboard. Yeah, every single time, <laughs> every time a new kernel is prototyped, the, um, the chessboard, like, the battlefield becomes bigger and more complex, and the imps take on attributes of the pre-entrance to the medium prototyping. And the imps are like the little, little mini, mini meanies, like Goombas. <laughs> They're like fucking Goombas. They are the Goombas of the Homestuck universe. <laughs> so then, anyways, the, the reckoning starts when the black defeats the white, and the meteors start happening, and what happens is that the four players, like other players in the session, need to kill the black king and queen in order to, like, stop Skya from being destroyed. And usually, there's a lot of time before the reckoning starts to happen. However, uh, all of the kiddos in this session um, did a bunch of fucky-wucky shit, and the reckoning <laughs> is happening, like, now. It's, like, about to happen. And Carcat is like, you're kind of fucked, and usually you can save things, this time you can't. Also, usually when you lose, it doesn't matter, but because of things that specifically Jade does in the future, things get messed up for both the kids and the trolls, and uh, things are very, very bad for everyone. Then you have this amazing sequence. I mean, it's horrible, but amazing. It's Jack Noir's ascension sequence, and in this, he kills the Black Queen, puts on her ring and takes on all of the traits of the prototype sprites. He, you also see Rose's mom, John's dad, and Dave's brother fighting monsters and doing wicked shit. You see Ro uh, Rose wrote meow all over her walls because of the trauma she had from Jasper's secret. Then from there, you have Hussey inserting himself and doing a recap of the first year. That recap is very long, but extremely helpful. 
some of the points that really helped clear things up for me in it were um, there's a very useful map of the incipisphere in the recap that shows you like where Skya, Prospect, Durst, and the Vale are in relation to each other. Then you get the proper titles of all the kids. John is the heir of breath, Rose is the seer of light, Dave is the knight of time, and Jade is the witch of space. Then you find out that the meteors that hit Earth are coming from Skya, like opening up these defense portals to like save itself from the meteors in the Vale destroying it which is a wild time that comes back to play later in this act and then you find out that Jade's package has a really powerful weapon that John needed but it ends up in the hands of Jack Noir which is that's like what fucks shit up really is Jack is Jack Noir uh <laughs> then you find out that the Midnight Crew and Snowman from the Felt were the exiles in the Trolls session so um Oh. Yeah, because, like, Spade Slick was the one who was taught. I mean, Spade Slick is, like, parallel to Jack Noir in um, mm-hmm. the Troll in the Human session, but he was, like, exiled and stuff. But, yeah, the, the Midnight Crew and Snowman were, like, the exiles for the Troll session, or at least some of them. And then you find out that the White Queen was the exile who was speaking to Rose. Because at first, I was like, is this Rose's mom speaking? But it didn't make sense. But, yeah. <laughs> I was very confused about that at first, but Hussey said it's the White Queen who was speaking to Rose when she first enters her medium. Then John goes through the second grate with Therese's help and then enters Rose's house to find her asleep. Dave tricks John into giving him the capture code for Rose's journals. I wrote this down thinking that it wasn't going to be super important, but it actually is super, super so important. So important. It's literally one that's so important in this act. Then Dave passes out because his dream self was on the computer, and then Dave, um, Rose's dream self came in and, like, reverse woke him up. I don't fucking know. And then they were just vibing on Durst. They had a little dance party. Very fun. <laughs> then you see a sequence where in Rose's medium, in, like, the light of, the land of what, light and, what is it? Light and rain? Light rain. And rain. You see Maplehoof, the horse, following oh. Rose's mom into like the secret tunnel mausoleum thing and she the maple hoof finds a fuck ton of grist because rose's mom just defeated a big monster then you see uh john's dad in the light of wind and shade following jade's grandpa who's holding the colonel sassaker book john's dad follows him and they all get a purified away and then Dream Rose on Durst, because Dream Rose and Dream Dave are both on Durst, while Dream Jade and Dream John are both on Prospect. Dream Rose sees that John is at her house on Dave's computer and wakes up to try and go get John. The, um, our justice in the actual, in the land of wind and shade when he's on Durst. So in the present I feel like we should call him a cop now. The cop? He really, yeah, he's a cop. Oh, no, Akash, no! <laughs> he really is, This is though. so unfortunate. Like, Facts. He literally yeah. gave, oh my god. I hate that it's true, but you're right. Our, our little cop, <laughs> hate it, does the same thing. He follows Lil' Cal, who falls out of Dave's room, onto the hoverboard thing, and then the rocket board, or whatever it's called, and our cop follows that onto an purifier. They purify away, and then... Throwing, going back to John, he uses the alchemeter to use this really cool hammer that Dave gave him the code to, future Dave gave him the code to, that he got from Hephaestus somehow, not explained at all, very glossed over by Dave, he was like, <laughs> I got it, don't ask questions, 
It's a very cool hammer, and he uses it to kill the monsters in the cave that Rose's mom was in because John ended up over there and followed Maple Hoof's footsteps. Footsteps. Maple Hoof does not have feet. Maple Hoof has hooves. Her hooves. Whatever they would mark. <laughs> I don't know. Footprints. Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> Follows them in. Then John gets transported to the veil, which was alluded to by Carcat earlier. Carcat was like, you're going to be in the veil. And John was like, okay. And then John goes to the veil. And so is Maple, Maple Hood's veil. Maple Hood. Maple Hoof. It got autocorrected on my phone. Very fun. <laughs> Maple Hoof and Lil Cal were there. And there are hints that, like, his dad and Rose's mom and Jade's grandpa and the cop were all there also. And then we go back to the male lady. And you see this character called Courtyard Droll, who is Club's Deuce, who steals. Uh, Club's he picks Deuce. Club's Deuce, our king. Except not because he steals the White Queen's ring outside of the out of the male lady's pocket but then jade is like fuck no and jade beats up club's deuce and puts it on because she's like haha i gotta put it on so i remember it but it doesn't have an effect because she's a human so it's fine then you see the mayor in this really cool sequence on the battlefield he was just a little farming boy in the battlefield and he was about to like he was leading a revolution against the black king and then Jack Moore just kills the Black King. He just interrupts the coup that our little mayor was leading. And then in that sequence, you also see that the male lady gets the crown from the king and the scepter, which during battle falls to the ground. Then you go back to Dave. He's just making a bunch of cool shit with his alchemeter. And then you see Diamond Droogs, who I don't remember his name in this, like, context, enter Dave's room and steals Rose's notebook that he made. And Dave and future Dave had a conversation about it. And they were like, haha, isn't it funny that Rose told us that she just burned her meow notebook because the gods told her to. Because Rose also fucked around and made a bunch of shit. And she made these, like, knitting needles that have connected her to the dark gods. And these gods were like, you need to destroy the meow notebook because that's crazy genetic code that is gonna fuck up your story later. So she, like, did that. And then Dave was like, how funny that we made that, right? I'm gonna go burn it. But he can't burn it because Diamond Droogs went into his room and stole it along with the suburb beta copies. Absolutely crazy. Then we go to John back in the veil. He uses the monitor he finds. He sees his stuff in 1995. He sees all of this stuff. He sees his dad and his grandma as the Betty Crocker factory blows up from a meteor. He sees Jade and her grandpa on a yacht. And they're like, hey, there's a meteor heading to the middle of the United States. And then you see Dirk, who's standing outside of his record shop that just got blown up. And then you see Rose and her mom, who are greeted by John's dad, who's outside of the joke shop. And then the joke shop gets exploded by a meteor while, while John's grandma is in there. And what you also discover is that, like, because in all these sequences, they're like, for John's example, they were like, a grandmother lost, but a son found. Because the babies were delivered on these meteors. They were not born. John, Jade, Ro Rose, and Dave were not born. They were fucking meteor babies. And they are meteor babies because John in fucking around with this monitor, creates paradox clones of each of his, like, each of the kiddos, like, relatives, like, like, Rose's mom and, like, uh, Dave's brother and all of them. But then he also creates paradox clones of him and the rest of the kids in his session. So he's just got eight children fucking around on this meteor, and it's crazy. 
And then later, Carcat reveals in this big conversation that they have that all of all of the little babies will be delivered to Earth. Crazy. And then you go to another place where Jade's grandpa is driving a, a big ship, a big-ass ship with a mustache <laughs> on it that has John's dad and Rose's mom on it, and they're reuniting, and John's dad gives Rose's mom her scarf, and then they hold hands, and I was crying because it was so good. And then John and Carcat have the big conversation about the, the Paradox clone babies. Carcat reveals that, like, in his session, where there are 12 people, mind you, so imagine how many fucking people they have babies they had to create then carcat was like yeah john i was in the same position as you and it was weird as fuck and he reveals that these paradox clones inevitably become like the target clones so paradox clone john like becomes john in their timeline and all that stuff and then carcat was like but it's kind of pointless because you all end up dying and just like it's this weird cosmic destiny but you all die anyways it's a very complex conversation i definitely bookmarked it because i was like i need to revisit this and then we go back to the land. No, yes. So we go back to the cop who's also in the veil on the hoverboard because he just rode the hoverboard. And he hoverboards over to the frog statue that was on Jade's Island. And he sees the time capsule and also finds a screen that's focused on John's grandma, who is the adopted <laughs> daughter of Colonel Sassaker <laughs> and Betty Crocker. And then Jade's, Jade's grandpa shoots. Oh, yeah. Jade's grandpa, as a baby, in this meteor crater, shoots Colonel Sassaker. Oh my god, man, this, this baby is wielding two guns and just shoots <laughs> Colonel Sassaker because why not? And then, um, I, I want to say their name so bad, but I won't. Then the grandma and grandpa become siblings and they grow up together, but then the grandpa is like, I'm a fan of adventure and I need to leave. And he leaves with Colonel Sassaker's dog, Hallie. But uh, <laughs> Jade's grandpa has a speech an impediment. So he can only say Harley. And so that's a, a thing. And then they run off into the thing. And then Diamond Droogs, we go back to Diamond Droogs, who is also in the veil now. How the fuck did he get here? I don't know. But he's in the frog statue with the cop. And the cop is scared because he's like, oh, that's a powerful agent. And I'm, I'm terrified. And um, Diamond Droogs has the, the meow notebook and then the sperb copies. And he's like, fuck these sperb copies. I don't need it. Also, fuck Rose's wizard fanfiction. I don't need that either. The wizard fanfiction isn't that important. But the sperb copies fall into the seed of the time capsule, which, you know, that's how our girl J Jade gets them later. Crazy times. And then we go back to John, who's with all the babies. And he wants to reenact the sequence from Con Air because of the fact that Rose and Rose's mom are both blonde. Um, so that's literally why. And so he gives Rose the, the bunny, which is why she also has the bunny that she later gifts to John with all the knitted parts. Crazy time. And also she, uh, mm -hmm. he gives Jade the half-knitted, half-oily bunny that will come into play later. Then we go to a conversation between Tavros and Jade, and they talk while she's asleep, and Tavros reminisces about his dream self, whom he reveals is now dead, along with all of the tr other trolls' dream selves, and Jade is like, whoa, a dream self can die? That's what we call foreshadowing. And then we go to Dave's brother. This is when Dave is trying to enter the medium, and you see Dave's brother in this crazy uh, descend sequence for Dave. Um, he just slices the meteor in half while Dave is falling into the abyss with the red egg. And then the egg just hatches because Dave is an idiot and was like, I need to get the egg. No, Dave, the egg just needs to hatch. 
and then he enters the medium, and then you see a sequence of John's dad and Rose's mom, and then you see Jack Noir absolutely massacring everybody on the battlefield, and then you see John and the Reckoning countdown with all the babies, and then all the babies just get evaporated onto these meteors, and then Jack Noir gets the white scepter, so the Reckoning begins, and then Diamond Droogs creates Beck, who, um, this was the thing that was not supposed to happen. The R Rose's gods were like, do not, they were like, destroy the meow sequence, because it will create Beck, and all hell will break loose. Lo and behold, Dave is an idiot, so all hell broke loose. Then you see, uh, Jack severs the tie, so Prosper and Durst both have two moons that are, like, tied to it with, like, chains, because, of course, that's how it works for some reason. <laughs> and Jack Noir is like, fuck this, and then cuts the chain between the Prospect moon and planet. So the moon is, like, going away, and this was the moon that John was sleeping in. So John, Dream John, falls out of this, and then um, Jay, Dream Jade is like, oh, John, wake up, and is slapping the shit out of him while this moon is catapulting towards Skya, and it's about to collide. And then Dream Jade is like, blah, and then pushes Dream John out of the way. And she gets caught between Skya and the collision of the moon. So, um, Dream Jade dies, which is a horrible time. And then, because of that she dies, her uh, dream bot explodes in real life. Then we go back to Rose. It actually goes back to a game fact where she's like, yeah, uh, fuck all this shit. I just exploded my first gate because I don't believe that we can't change our destiny. So Rose is trying to figure out, she's like, I'm gonna search all of the sand to find the answers to change our destiny and i'm like okay rose good luck with that and then uh john finds dead dream jade takes the ring off her finger uh the one that belonged to the white queen goes to the battle he sees these visions of where he needs to go in the clouds and he goes to the battlefield to retrieve the green package from the mail lady the green package has a letter from jade's pen pal who i'm not gonna say who it is, because I don't think we're supposed to know, but I think me and Bria both know who it is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then a letter from Jade. It's so sad. It's so sad. John is crying. I'm crying. Everyone's crying. Horrible time. And then Jack Noir points his fucking sword at John's head and is like, give me the, give me the box, boy. Or give me the ring. Give me the ring, boy. <laughs> uh, and then John is like, oop. But then from behind, you see this sword-wielding mecha robot knitted bunny, which was the gift that was in the box, come to John's aid because it recognized John as the true owner. And then Jack Nora was like, oh shit, because he knows how powerful this toy slash weapon is. And then we go back to the cop who, um, because who's in the veil. And because John's dream self is awake, actual John is asleep, and the cop is freaking out because this um, veil meteor is about to get sent off. So he ties John to the hoverboard, throws him off the meteor, <laughs> and saves him or whatever. And this is when the cop exiles himself. And then John's granddad, John's granddad, no, Jade's, I don't know why I said that. Jade's grandpa picks up the dead Dream Jade and stuffs her and has has her on the ship because the tradition, it sounds very weird, but it was extremely sad, I think. Then we find out, we go back to the exiles and the trusty knife that the mayor has been wielding. You unwrap it and find out that the ring of the White Queen has been in there all along. And then John, see, Dream John, sees a vision in the clouds. What? Okay, he see. Okay, <laughs> my notes were unclear. So Dream John sees the vision 
of, like, the White Ring and the White Queen's Ring, and also sees a vision of this unused lab tower that looks like it was on Jade's island that has the stuffed Dream Jade and Beck, and also the fourth wall monitor that we were missing earlier. And then we do another recap from Andrew Hussey, and then it's over. Oh, oh my god, that was just under half an hour. Woo! Oh, thank <laughs> god, dude. Man. Oh my god. I'm so impressed that you did all of that. Holy shit. It was an absolute fucking ride. I'm sweating right now. <laughs> Look, I if if it were my week, I would have fucking butchered it. I would have been like, yeah, this happens and then this happens, but like also like at the same time there is this. I would have been like made no fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, I was like I need to do this chronologically because if I don't, there's no way I'm going to be able to piece it together. I was thinking about it. I was like why did I write this all? What if I just copied Andrew Hussey's recaps and then did those? But you those could've. were long as shit. Like, I think it would have taken longer. <laughs> that was an absolute, like, bitch and a half to get through. I was sitting there for so long. Oh my gosh. I I truly appreciate all the work and effort you put into that that recap. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So, without further ado... Yeah, to anyone who's to... made it this far, to the actual, like, talking about the... <laughs> Here's our thoughts about this section. Bria, you talk. My throat hurts. Oh, no! <laughs> I was going. I'm gonna drink I my water. I'm so sorry. It's okay, dude. It, this is just a motivator for me to stay hydrated. Oh, my God, yes! I gotta get you talking more often so you can fucking <laughs> drink water liquids... <laughs> So I just, I wrote down, I actually wrote down things this time. I, like, took fucking notes. So proud of you. Um, but they're all in chronological order. Um, so I guess I'll say my notes in chronological order. I started out with, it's this fucking game. We <laughs> did a little bit. Like, literally the first, like, two or three minutes of Ollie's synopsis was this one fucking game and all mm -hmm. the lore that came with it. Um, I remember, Ridiculous. I have a distinct memory when I was first reading Homestuck in freshman year of high school, just, like, sitting outside of, like, one of my classes before school started, like, waiting to go into the classroom mm -hmm. and just playing this game. Because <laughs> I was like, I need to do all of the things. I have to 100% this game. I have to click on all the little salamanders. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. they're so cute. But then, there was, like, this fucking part in the, um... In in the webcomic, where it just kind of goes through panel by panel yes! the most important parts of this I game. I know. When I got to that, I was like, bro, are you telling me I could have just not played the game? Literally. I spent so much time on that game, and I'm like, fuck, why did I do that? Yeah, they were like, anyways, um, here's what you need to know, you idiots who went through and fucking spent an hour on this. I was like, <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but it was still it was still a pretty fun game except i spent way too much time with the fucking silidex mechanics dude that's okay all. yeah because bria was telling me that she kept getting caught in this trap where she would eject something and then like it would enter and things would keep ejecting and it was this loop and i was like i won't encounter that problem because i'm not gonna eject things through my silidex i was wrong if you get <laughs> caught in a corner and you eject something get fucked because, like, you'll eject one of your dad's shoes, and then it will rebound off of the pipe, and then back into your Silidex, 
And then if that row is full, you are absolutely fucked. It was a horrible time. I was like, how do I escape this hell? It really was. It was so awful. <laughs> other than other than that game, I a lot of these notes are just me kind of sucking Hussie's dick. I feel like at this point, especially with all like the time travel like shenanigans and whatnot, and how much I have to think about the plot yeah. of Homesuck, I feel like I'm like a fucking Rick and Morty fan. Or like you have. <laughs> have a really high iq to truly understand this i mean, <laughs> it's, i i literally like, rereading this every time something happens i'm like how the fuck did middle school me even get through this like i know <laughs> i didn't understand it but like how did i even like get through and okay so as you read if you're reading with the unofficial homestuck collection which i highly highly recommend you'll unlock mm-hmm. things as you get farther along and like these like um are kind of like i don't know parts of homestuck history and culture outside of the comic i don't know that um <laughs> the homestuck culture my favorite culture there are things that get unlocked as you get further along and one of the things is like on Hussey's blog or something he he has like a bunch of q a's that he's done and i didn't read a bunch of it but i scrolled through it and one of the questions someone asked was like do you have like writing like professional writing experience or training or anything and Hussey was like no i've done technical writing because like my thing is in like because i'm a computer dude but like i'm just i just think of myself as a storyteller i've never had any like creative writing practice or like anything like that so man's just literally with like mspa just went full in he went balls deep into homestuck and was like yeah i'm just gonna create this masterpiece because i want to just follow your dreams is i think the moral of homestuck (laughs) the moral of andrew hussey's life yeah i yeah i i guess so i don't the way we got from like me being like I get a sense of pretentiousness when I read Homestuck and understand it. <laughs> you being like, follow your dreams, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good uh, tangent. Because it's like, it's also like, not just like the plot. Sometimes I'm like, am I thinking too hard about this? But like, I think it works really well. But it's not just like the plot that I'm like, holy fuck, this is incredible. But like the art. The there art were some is so amazing. Where I was like, this is legitimately beautiful. Like every panel in which um the the land of light and rain was yeah. in, I was like, oh, there's a, spe- a specific panel where Rose creates her like new outfit. It's like a velvet squiddle dress yes. or whatever, and then she's wielding her demon stick and there's like dark energy emanating out of them yes oh my god that panel was beautiful i also think that dave's like Mm -hmm. the way that um the way that hussy draws dave like in his suit in the land of heat and time or whatever it's just just, like a little fucking twink yes but (laughs) correct but it also looks so badass i'm like oh my god Mm -hmm. it's so good God. And whenever uh, the flame reflects in, like, his or in his brother's sunglasses, I'm just like, God damn! Artist. That man can do it all, huh? He really can. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck, dude? It's so funny, though, that, I mean, obviously, it's, like, called MSPA, and he, like, I, I'm, I'm sure he, like, probably started in MS Paint, but it was so funny when he, like, interjects himself. He's like, yeah, here are my Photoshop files. And it's just like, wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you you can't do it. You just can't do it in MS Paint. Like, all of the things that he does. But 
he very perfect he very well emulates the style of ms paint like extremely well yeah it's very impressive i'm just an impressive man all around thank you hussy thank you hussy for your contributions to this plot one thing that i just didn't like realize like i when we were discussing act one and two we Mm -hmm. were like wow these mares came in real early I have been waiting for the introduction of these fucking trolls. I, I know. It was in Act Four, and it's not. I know. <laughs> I was like, "Are you serious? Did do we only know three? No, four of the trolls at this point." I'm like, "There's no. It, it's crazy. We that, know. We know a good amount of trolls. Well, okay. We know. We've talked to four, and then and then there's Solux been, got introduced. Yeah, Twin Armageddon. Yeah. The the yeah. But you yes. haven't se- you haven't physically seen any of the others. You've just like seen right. their handles if you like look at their pester chum or like the troll logs or whatever. But yeah. no, it is crazy because like we we are reading this and I'm like, did I like did I get this far when I was like first reading it? But I know I must have because I remember meeting all of the other trolls and knowing all of the other trolls. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, God. But then, but then I think about it, and we're in act, we're, like, starting Act 5 now, but we're not even on page 2,000. Like, we're almost yeah. at page 2,000, so we've still got, like, 6,000 pages to go. Yeah, we're not even a quarter of the way in yet. Not even. <laughs> so, it's, Which like, is, like, there are seven acts, and we're, we just finished Act 4. Yeah. Oh, but dude, then, Act, like, six act 6 is a motherfucker. <laughs> we're gonna die. We're gonna die. <laughs> It'll be fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my it's god, fine. we're gonna have to figure out how to fuck to split that shit up. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, I mean, Act Six is split up into like you'll get like Act Six, Act Two, Act Two, or so something d- like that shit. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? What the fuck? <laughs> you know, it'll be fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Everything's but fine. despite the lack of the introduction of trolls. I was still so happy with what we got to see from the trolls. Oh my god. They're so wonderful. They are so, I did, so good. I did not appreciate all of, like, the personality range Mm-mm. that you get to see from even, like, characters like Carcat. Like, yeah. you got to see him being, like, nice in, oh. like, some of these panels. Um, what a sweet little boy. <laughs> yeah, also, I didn't, I definitely, the first time I'm reading, probably because, you know, this is all attributed to me just not understanding what was happening the first time I was writing it, because I did not have yeah. the mental capacity to do so. But <laughs> I love to see, like, the timelines that all of the trolls follow when, like, trolling these different kids. Because I understand the trolling mechanics, like, way, way more now. The fact that mm-hmm. they're sitting at a computer and can, like, decide to, like, they just scroll through it. Like, it's like a little video game, and they can, like, decide to do it whenever. Carcat is dumb as shit for starting at the end and going backwards. Teresi is the only one I respect for going chronologically, because that is what I would do. Everyone else yeah. messing with the time shenanigans, I can't do it. Literally. I also respect the shit out of Tavros just because I love him. I love him. I did not appreciate him as much as I should have when I first read this. Neither did I. I was an edgy bitch, and I was like, no, like I don't, well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what my justification for like not worshiping Tavros was. Oh, I bet there was a justification, and we'll get to it in the next day. Oh, I don't remember it. So <laughs> it, it's got. I believe it's got got one one character in particular to blame. Oh, God damn it! Um, is it aired? No, I was gonna oh. say I was gonna say your name rhymes with 
fucking, I don't know, Liska. <laughs> oh! Oh! Oh, no. We don't need to bring her up yet. No, not yet, but we will. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, boy. What a time that will be. No, I did say, I, I um, just every interaction Tigress has with, with Dave, impeccable. So good. Wonderful. I would die for both of them. His attempt at a rap was the most God. amazing thing I've ever seen. A part of that is, like, I, I bookmarked that page because there is, like, a line in it that I wanted to, like, use for my, you know, like, favorite line yes. type of thing. Of yes. the, yeah. Um, also, I know in your summary you were, like, Kanaya wants to be friends with Rose. I don't think you referred to her as Kanaya, but that's <gasps> the the troll. Oh, yes. I fucking shipped those two. <laughs> Kanaya, oh my god, when Dave was like, oh my god, you like you like Rose, Kanaya. And Kanaya was like, I do not understand human courting. And Dave was like, you don't, you, I know you like her. You don't gotta say anything else, dude. And also, I thought it was wonderful because at that point, you don't know that it's gay yet. True. And, yeah. True. Very cool, very fun, very funky, fresh. Thank you, Hussy, for saying gay rights in this wonderful month of June. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, man, it was. it's only going to get gayer from here. It's only going to get gayer from here, baby. <laughs> Other characters that I love so much now, Casey, the young <gasps> salamander. Oh, I just love the salamanders. They're so precious. When they it's have, I mean, this precious. is later. I know that you're doing, like, chronologically. But I, at I'm the, skipping around a little. <laughs> yeah, that one, the one sequence where John is recreating Con Air and they have the it's like a whole music video and casey is playing the drum dude i bookmarked the shit out of that sequence it's so cute it is so so precious casey is friend shaped (laughs) oh oh my god like when when rose was creating a bunch of shit with her alchemeter and she combined like she like somehow made i don't know a salamander plush she made a salamander plush and it was the cutest thing ever Ah. (laughs) i want it so badly hansi really like big brained for like making so many like little plushes that like i would want yes like he really put merchandise into the fucking webcomic (laughs) he did marketing genius (laughs) i have a couple of notes being like wow all of this happened like Hussey created all of this in just, like, over a year. I know! That's true, because, like, you get a, more than you get more than half, a little bit more than halfway through Act 4 when you have the mm-hmm. year, because it's not like an Act 4 recap, it's a year 1 recap, that mm-hmm. first one that's in there. And it is absolutely insane to me, because you have, like, 1,600 panels at that point, which means, I mean, I don't know how long he was prepping beforehand and how many, like, panels he had already created, but that's 1,600 panels in 365 days. Like, that is <gasps> absolutely shit. insane. Especially, especially given... Oh, sorry. No, you go. I you was going to say, especially <laughs> given how many are also, like, not just panels, but Flash animations. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, I was oh. going to say, uh, and especially in, like, Act 4, oh where God. there's, like, writing. There's writing on writing in a lot of these yes. panels. Like, lore. 
And Hussey just does, like, a really good job with, like, writing it and mm-hmm. making sure all of the characters have their own voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next my next comment is literally, am I sucking Hussey's dick a little too much? Never. Um, <laughs> Never. There is not, too, there's not enough, quite honestly. <laughs> I'm so terrified to, I just want to, like, I'm so, any, any time I praise someone a little bit too much, like, I'm a little bit scared that they've done something problematic that I just don't know about yet. It would be so unfortunate if we finish Homestuck and then Andrew Hussey is like, I'm a bad person. And we're like, no! (laughs) There were a couple of things, like, about Homestuck that we can, we'll get to when we get to. Yeah. That we can, like, talk about, like, the ethics of and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was definitely a product of its time. Yeah, and I mean, I think, I don't know if I wrote this down, but definitely one thing that, like, struck me, like, already like as like a hmm product of its time probably type of thing is just like some of the language is like very not appropriate for like today's use yeah Um, i mean i i don't know the the main one that i feel like you're probably also referring to is the use of the r word yeah all the time specifically that word it's like there a lot a lot and i under like I, I don't mean to justify it in any way because it's not right and it's not, like, good at all. It's not something that anyone should use. But I also do recognize that especially in, like, 2009, like, around the time that this was created, I feel like it was very much a part of, like, teenage, like, a lot of teenagers and stuff, like, around yeah. the age of 13, very casually use that word. Like, that word, and also using gay in, like, a derogatory context, which is, like, sometimes, or, like, gay as a synonym for, like, oh, stupid or uncool, which has also happened a couple times. Oh, I, I didn't even notice that part. Oh, yeah, it happened. <laughs> I, I just thought they were, like, yeah, no, I, I feel like I've, I've seen it, but I've always been, like, yes, Dave is gay, and you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, and, and I, I wonder, because for me, how I've been reading it is, like, I think that when you're making, like, media that is, like, in a certain, like, like, when you're trying to create certain characters, like, Andrew Hussey trying to create these 13-year-olds who are in 2009, I I think it's very authentic of, like, a 2009 13-year-old to use this language. I don't, I, I don't think in the way that he's using, like, it in Homestuck, he's justifying it in any way, but it is kind of hard to draw the line between, like, using that like language as a character and then like using it so much that it kind of like makes it seem okay i don't know it is a complicated dialogue it is it it very much is and we can have we could devote like a whole episode like after we finish Mm -hmm. homestuck to whether or not we should cancel homestuck yeah For, for real, that is, like, a huge conversation that needs yeah. to be had, probably. Because, like, we couldn't really, like, just have, like, a five-minute conversation about, no. like, the use of, like, inappropriate or, you know, derogatory language to, you know, say the least of mm-hmm. it um, in, in this webcomic and come to a definitive conclusion about yeah, it. Yeah, no. But it's something that's been on my mind, mm-hmm. you know? For sure. I think especially, like, it, it really hit it, like, right off the bat. I definitely, like, have thought about it in the past two episodes, too, but I was like, yeah, we got, like, space to, like, talk about it yet, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that it's something we should devote a longer period of time to in the future. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> I, 
I did say after I I I I wrote "Am I sucking Hussy's dick a little too much?" I did write something that could be a critique. Oh, what is I it? said I'm not gonna pretend that there are enough codes for all this weird shit, but that's okay because mm-hmm. when they're like using the al- alchemeter, you know the thing uh-huh. that they make the 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 fun little contraptions from. Yeah, they're they're just some really highly specific things, like specifically Dave's brain in a jar. Oh, because yeah. that implies the existence of a code for every player's brain in a jar, which is not possible. Mm, you got so, sciencey yeah. about this. <laughs> But I am willing to look past it. You said a six <laughs> a six digit capture code cannot account for all of these possibilities. Absolutely Which is true. not. Which is very true. Oh, one thing I wanted to we got we should probably wrap up if we want it to be uh, under an, or an hour because we are getting close. Uh, yeah, well, well, we can go a little. We can go a little bit more than an hour. Fine. But one of the things I wanted, something I didn't notice, was how, like, all of the stations that the exiles were in were, like, modeled after um, each kid's respective, like, um, alchemeter special item. Like, the the male lady was in an apple that came from a white tree that was from the crater in John's. Um, like her, her thing, it, it, it was vaguely an apple, but in, in Hussie's recap, he said it was an apple. The mayor, the cylinder he was in was actually a cork from a wine bottle shaped thing that grew out of the crater from Rose's thing. The egg that the, the queen was in was Dave's egg. Yeah, I noticed the egg and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about the egg until I saw Hussie's recap. I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. What a time. What a freaking Wild. time. I actually, I think once I got to a certain point, I, like, stopped taking notes, but, like, the last, like, bit of the notes is I'm gonna be, like, here, I'm just, I'm just gonna quote what I, what I wrote. Mm-hmm. Dude, what, Dave came out of a meteor? They all came out of meteors? And then a fucking killed by a meteor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it was, like, it was, like, a huge plot thing, and I didn't remember it at Oh, no, me either. And I also really appreciate the bait and switch because you made they made it seem like Nana was killed by like falling off a, of a ladder trying to grab this like huge fucking redonkulous book, <laughs> the Colonel Sassaker's unabridged. Yeah, but actually it was a. <laughs> meteor. A fucking meteor. I also love how when the meteor hit the joke shop, like if you looked. All of the, all of the books that flew out of the joke shop from the explosion were copies of Colonel Sassaker. There was nothing else. <laughs> he is the master of jokes. He is the master of jokes. I, I, it, whenever we found out that that was, um, Jade, not Jade's, John's <laughs> grandma's adopted father, I was like, bruh. And then Betty Crocker, I was like, bruh. The lore, <laughs> the trauma that she endured from the baking witch. Literally, it was like, oh shit, that's why, that's why John hates Betty Crocker, but like subconsciously, Mm -hmm. it's the generational trauma, if I may (laughs) use that word. It is. Do you have, I'm sorry? Oh, nothing, nothing. I do have Do you have any other? Yes. Uh, notes. Two, specifically. They're both very, uh, small, but, um, are a three egg, no, four, they're all very short, (laughs) (laughs) but the first one I had was when um jade or not jade when rose was making a bunch of stuff with her alchemeter she like combined something with a vodka bottle 
and made a, the the W magnet with the vodka bottle and made the magnetic Wonka, which I felt had big vodka. Yes, I felt it had big Wumbo energy. Is what <laughs> I wrote that's down. That's your note. That's your. That like, was, I have to talk about this. That's yes. I did think that I had to. It had big Wumbo energy, and I had to mention it. Um. <laughs> Then the other one, when Dave was fucking around and making shit, and he kept combining things with the uh, the sweet bro and hella Jeff like paper copy, and he made mm-hmm. sword S O R D. <laughs> I remember I do, like you. I I have had for, for the longest time. I had this big piece of poster board that had a painting that I started on it and never finished, and I ended up just like I would always use it as like something to like paint on so I would get paint on my floor or whatever and I realize now um I have unearthed the fact that I was trying to paint sword for a cosplay (laughs) cursed cursed cursed. but now I want to do it again and actually actually make sword you should we'll see you make sword I make smuppet yes oh my god (laughs) I also I tried to make the the hammer of what this hammer of zilly who the one that the mm-hmm. yeah I, I wanted to do a john cosplay oh oh you know what i was in like eighth grade ah oh, what a time <laughs> and then oh, the, i'm telling you these are very small notes you're gonna be like why the fuck do you want to talk about this in our podcast but i just have to the clo- i think you can but i mean i was like i'm gonna talk about like my big reactions ha- rereading it compared to the first Dude, time you're i have like, no look at this re- fucking sword <laughs> <laughs> i have no big reactions because i don't remember anything um, I, I was crying at the clone babies because they were just incredibly cute. Um, when, so cute. when Dave's brother fell asleep on Lil' Cal, uh, he was just asleep in Lil' Cal's lap. I was, I was on the floor. I was like, this is amazing. And then, um, John was having a conversation, I think it was with Car Cat, um, and John used Crash Bandicoot as an example for a video game, and I am a big fan of Crash Bandicoot, and I just felt like that was a personal dub for me, for John to like Crash Bandicoot. I thought it was very funny how Arkite was like, you have your Bandicoot, I have my Bandicoot. (laughs) Such a good, such a good analogy. Yeah, it did make sense to be like, hey, we have the same video game, but they're different, we we play them differently, Mm -hmm. so... We get different scores and stuff. So, do you have quotes? I only have two. And they're both. Oh, you only have two? I only have two. And they're from the very beginning. Oh, okay. You want to do yours then? Because I don't know if mine are from the very beginning. Mm hmm. I have one that's like kind of. I don't know. They're all like spread out. Yeah, I I have one quote that's literally from the first panel from the the game. And it's from one of the salamanders. And it says. Farming these goddamn mushrooms, fucking pain in the ass. I love that one. That one was oh, so man. good. And then love the salamanders. <laughs> yeah, and then from I think this was a conversation between Dave and Kanaya, and it said Dave said, "I command her, all right. I am like the pimp master, hustle daddy of all snippy book shrews." <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, I remember that quote. So good. (laughs) So good. Dave, really just out here. here One of my quotes is, okay, (laughs) this is from Tavros's Rat. (gasps) I'll just, I'll do a couple of lines, so, because there's one word that I'm like, I love this word, but it doesn't make sense outside of the context. Yeah, I got you, I got you. Okay. 
And I just say it's Dave's, you silly goose. But the man says, Goose, where? Let me see your hands. And I say, Shit, sorry. I didn't know it was honk traband. <laughs> I love the word honk traband so much. Bring it back. Let's bring it back into our, our vocabularies. <laughs> How? I don't know. We'll figure it yeah. out. Uh, do, do, do. Sorry, I'm going through my. What is this? What does this say? <laughs> I just I just bookmark pages and then I like don't. I bookmark this page that has fucking John flying through his fucking planet sky and the Snoop Dogs in the background oh and my. I just titled it Snoop. Snoop. <laughs> uh, so I have to go through all of these one by one because some of them are shitty. You're good. Uh, <laughs> Here's one that I that I titled um, "Cops Trying to Be Relatable." Um, <laughs> <laughs> you start thrashing up stunts, something uncanny, brutal on your quest for mad justice, yo, and get this way rude munis municipality under control. Shit is basically flying off the hook. It's like shit wants nothing to do with that hook. The hook filed for divorce from that shit and is now seeking custody of the hook and the shit's two kids. Oh my god. Yeah, when I read that, I was like, wow, Dave, your voice is really getting into this. That was not Dave. I know, I know, but it sounded oh, like, like you know, it had Dave's voice. Uh, the, cops, yeah. the cop adopted Dave's voice for like two panels. <laughs> I just, you know, I feel like, especially since cops have really been trying to, like, gain public, like, acceptance, so they're trying to be, like, all cool and hip. Yeah. So that's kind of how it's, I feel that they act sometimes. It's like, like the, 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 the meme yo. where it's like, what's up, fellow, fellow youth or whatever, but it's yeah, cops yeah, being yeah. like, what's up, fellow, um, actually good human beings, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. Exactly. Here's one quote that I um, labeled in honor of Pride Month, <laughs> where Dave combines the Smuppet and Felt poster. Yes! Uh, <laughs> you make jutting out and impudent Felt plush. You do an acrobatic fucking pirouette off the handle and into his heart and he into yours. That, that, I, I almost wrote down that one because it was so good. <laughs> I just everything that has to do with Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff is yes. a fucking masterpiece. Facts. That's all I've got to say on the matter. Every single Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff moment is perfect, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's all I've got to say. Is I I was gonna you know what? I'll I'll fucking read the quote that I had from the Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff comic that is included in Homestuck. Yes, I think one this, of the panels. This so is I was a good like, place it's in it's in here. I I have to I have to bookmark oh. it because it's perfect. Is it on the Rose panel where it says Let's Become Santa or whatever? No, I would. Okay, so Dave gets the little um the Polaroid. Yeah. But it, when oh, he takes pictures, it actual... becomes the Sweet Bro and yes. Hella Jeff comic. Yes, yes, yes. Um. So my quote from that was, the, the only thing that's left to really do, it's watch that asshole fall. <laughs> oh, how, wow. Wow. What a like place it. to go. Time to fly up away to the sun, you fucking piece of garbage. <laughs> garbage. 
That's all. I love Sweet Grow and Hella Chess. It's, I've said this before. It's, it's so good. a fucking masterpiece. I feel like we should just dedicate an episode in the future to Sweet Grow and Hella Jeff. We'll just go yeah, through Dave's we watch, blog. We, we, we read all of the, the comics and mm-hmm. we just talk about them. And Dave has like, I, a blog where he writes other shit, too. Like, God. He's got it. I'm sure it's got Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff and his his blog post. I read, like, one. I was like, God, Dave, what the fuck? <laughs> no, literally, because I've shown a couple of Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff comics to people who haven't read Homestuck. Yes! And I think I got them to laugh a little bit. I've definitely like, showed many people the sock one. Because, <laughs> God, I love the sock one way the too much. The sock ruse was a distraction. <laughs> yeah, I've I got the car. I have the car. I have the car. <laughs> yeah. No. It's either met with, like, confusion or, like, kind of laughter or both. But, yeah. like, I think that's think that's all I can really ask for. Yeah, I mean, like like I said before, it's got the same energy as the me and the boys getting beans at 3 a.m. meme. And it, yes. I feel like that's peak, like, humor type. Like, if someone has that type of humor, straight vibes. Yeah, literally. Okay, so I, that, that's all yeah. I gotta say. I think that's a good, I think that's a good place to end off. Without further ado... We finally have an episode up. <laughs> yes! Oh, it's on, it's on like a few platforms now. It's definitely on Spotify. I got emails saying the other platforms they are up on. I think that's a good time to check those emails and see what it says. <laughs> it is also up on, oh, what is it? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. It's on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Breaker. So that's, that's what it's on now. I guess we're just kind of waiting on, like, Apple Podcasts, and then I'd have to, like, Stitcher or whatever, but Stitcher, I think, you have to. Anyways, you can listen to it on those. It's so exciting. Yeah. And maybe, hopefully, YouTube soon? Yes, maybe? YouTube soon yes. once I, um, it'll probably be this weekend, because busy times. Yeah. It happens. It happens, you know? But look at that, y'all. Look at that. It's not just um, something that we have done and hidden away from the world. Now it is something that anyone can see. Heck yeah. Um, how do we close this off? I don't know. Bye? <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you next week. See you next week.